Welcome to this response. This is our third interaction with people this week. We really enjoyed that. We had a, a an impromptu live that we didn't try to have, then we had a real live. And now we want to follow up. This response is just entitled Q&A because we're following up on questions we didn't get to during those lives. And there are so many good questions. When we get done and we go back and look at all the questions we missed because we didn't have a moderator and we weren't doing that well moderating, we said, oh man, there are a lot of good questions from a lot of good people that we just missed. And I don't know if we'll ever get to all the questions that people ask because people are so good about asking questions. We encourage that. We read as much as we can, but this is our way to at least cover a few of the questions that we missed the last couple of nights. Adam, why don't you take it away first? Well, let me get to the real serious stuff right off the bat. Uh, so just thank goodness that Rex and I are both on a computer where we don't have to hold our fro our phones in front of us and have the phone shake because our hands have been doing it for an hour trying to hold a phone like this for an hour. And people are like, your phone is shaking. It was like, we didn't want to even be on the phone. It's the only way we could go live. Uh, the only way we knew how to go live. That's right. There may be lots of ways. Well, hopefully Sean will get over his COVID and we can get back to normal uh, podcasting and give you better quality and stuff because Rex and I are just flying by the seat of our pants while Sean is out, which happens a lot if you think about your boss or somebody goes out at work and can't figure it out. It just feels a little The other real serious thing is I was reading a lot of these comments after our live, and one of them was like, can we do a whole episode and talk about pickleball? I say yes, but I have to ask Rex if we could do a pickleball episode. Yeah. Um, this is ethereal oasis. But boy, it's talk about not being professional. What is that? I accidentally turned on YouTube. I had it up. I don't know what I'm doing. You're the guy who's got like four tabs open and then one started. There's something coming out with it because you can't close it and figure out where it is. Okay, so I'll go. So let me go back. Somebody wanted to do a whole episode about pickleball. Is that something we could do on this podcast or would I have to start my own pickleball podcast? Um, okay, so some of you were talking about and asking a question about uh, my brother Alex's car wreck when he was 16 years old. I know there's members of our family that have been on TV or interviews or other podcasts and had no idea what Alex's wreck was, but then they tried to talk about it when they knew nothing about it. Alex was 16 when he got in a wreck in a car, not as an adult. He didn't, and so... Um, when he got into a wreck, he came, he was in the hospital, he came home and he had a huge thing on his head. And they said he had a hematoma or something on a, you know, his, he had a big swollen thing on his head. Um, and he was there and it was like two weeks or something like that. And then he went on and went back to normal. Well, some people think that that episode did something to his brain, which then led him to the life that he led. Um, it, look, anything's possible. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there after learning about Lori and Chad's situation. I can say that anything is possible, but I try to put in common sense and try to, you know, if I'm thinking through something, um, so I, 
I just, I wouldn't be able to make that claim myself um, that that car wreck charge his brain. And, I, and I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not a brain doctor. I don't know how the brain functions. I do have a friend who, who is that. Um, but that's something that I don't know. And people are speculating about that. So my answer to that, since you asked the question in the live, uh, is I don't know, but if I, I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about it? I didn't notice before and after the accident, a difference in his personality. I didn't know. I haven't noticed since then anything different about him that I could attribute to the accident either. So <clears throat> like you not knowing medically what might've happened back then, it's not like all of a sudden he is a recluse and <clears throat> excuse me, changed his way of life or way of thinking. Um, and I didn't notice as an adult, yes, as you pointed out, as many people know, he went from job to job. A lot of the times he felt he was smarter than his boss, and so he'd quit pretty soon. And um, I don't know that I would not attribute that to the car accident because I noticed no difference before and after he recovered from it. Okay, so both of us are kind of in the same line. And, and anything is possible. If you want to get a brain doctor, or we want to get a brain doctor on and see if that even is something that's possible. You know, I we, we could do that. I'd be willing to do that if that's something that you're really interested in. The other, one of the other questions was, is um, Tylee's relationship with people at the family. Somebody said, this seems like she was really close to my mom, her grandma. Um, and that is true. I think Tylee, my mom, Tylee were were really close, um, and her relationships with other people. These people that made the comments said it seemed that Tylee's relationship with other people weren't very strong compared to certain people. And I think that's every family dynamic. You can you can put um, anybody in a family situation, and there's some cousins, or there's some nephews, or there's some uncles or aunts that are going to be closer to somebody than another aunt or uncle. It's just, that's nature. So obviously, Tylee was closer to certain people um, and maybe acted differently. I don't know. Do you, what do you think about that, Russ? Well, I was never close because we didn't live in the same place. So my interactions with Tylee were at family reunions, I stayed with them a few times when they lived in Austin. I stayed with them a couple times when they lived um, in Hawaii. I went and stayed with them, so I knew her, knew her from family reunions. Um, I wouldn't say we were close because we didn't live anywhere close and didn't have regular interaction. And I think that's what you're saying about family members. Part of that is the ones that live closer to her were close to her. Mm -hmm. Closer to her. I, I've met some of her friends in the, you know, in the Phoenix area where you are now, they were close to her adults, um, that knew her there. I know a couple of her young women's leaders. They felt like they had a good relationship with her. I felt like I had a good relationship with her, but it was a distance relationship most of the time. But what I saw, I enjoyed the heck out of her. Cause as I've said before, she was just such a good Teen, preteen, a little bit sassy, um, you know, a little bit uh, strong-willed, and I really enjoy that with a teen. 
But of course, I didn't live with her day to day. But like we said, like um, she lived close, so her and Summer were really close, and uh, Summer's kids and Tylee were very close. They spent a lot of time together. Melanie and her kids—they were all super close together. Every they all were very close. So and like Rex, I didn't live by her, but I did. You know, I did see her more often than Rex did. Uh, and we spent, I tried to spend as much quality time with her as I could. Um, and so I, I don't know the dynamic of what the person on the comment was saying about she acted different towards some people than others. I feel like if you're close to somebody, you feel closer to them, you are going to act different to somebody than somebody you're not as close to. I think that's just general, you know, not just family, but just uh, the other thing that came up in the live uh, a bunch of times was, you know, I don't know who started this, but somebody's like, hey, you guys need to have a name for us, your your followers. And we thought it was cute. We're like, oh, this is super cool. We were talking about it on the fake live that we had that night. Uh, certain names that could be because our podcast is now Silver Linings. You know, what could be? And there's a, been a bunch. My favorite right now is, is Grunkle's Groupies. But I don't know if you guys are going to vote on that next. That definitely is my favorite out of all of them. But uh, somebody made the comment that that is arrogant and inappropriate because of the content that we're talking about on our podcast. And I don't know the rules to having followers with a name. <laughs> what I mean, what are the rules to that? Um, what are you? What are your thoughts on that, Rex? Well, I really like that Lauren Matthias calls her followers her gems. And apparent, I don't know who came up with the name on that. And and um, Gigi McElvey has um, Pretty Lies and Alibis has her alibier. I think they call her alibiers. Uh, that's cool. But since it's coming from people that want to do that or want us to do that, yeah, I'm not opposed to doing that. Yeah, I think it's it's arrogant for us to say, well, you are now our followers, and for us to pick up some imaginary mantle that goes along with that. But if it's in fun, you know, the last couple of lives last night, the night before we were more having fun. We did that more than usual. And sometimes I hope we do that. I hope if we do a meet and greet and a live at the same time, October 21st, Adam, check your calendar because I'll be down there. Then that'd be a great time to do it. Let's, let's do it. But I hope if we do that, it's a fun event. Um, and I don't mind having fun sometimes. Again, we don't know the decorum. We don't know how we're supposed to be dealing when we're dealing with murderers in our family that murdered people we love in our family. It's not our nature to always be serious about it. And so we want, we certainly don't want to offend people or be come across as being too arrogant, but we we want to enjoy the interaction with this community. We love love y'all. We love these people. We love this community. So yeah, I'm all for uh if they want to adopt a name or have us give them a name, I'm all for it. Okay. So we'll figure that out as this podcast progresses and try to figure out what what everybody wants to do. Uh, like Rex said, we appreciate you guys uh, just even waiting and then commenting on the comments that people make. And all those so all this is is good. I apologize. Sometimes when we were going live, I was all over the place talking about gas prices and just different stuff. And I 
Rex knows that I go off the rail and he has to re-bring us back. You know, so that's that's good that we have Rex, Rex to do that. Um, so here's one thing that somebody also, then I think this will be my last one that we'll get to a couple more questions. Somebody asked, and will whenever you look down, your voice, your the sound goes down too. Okay. Yeah. So the more you can look up, the better. We're both, I mean, Adam's on his phone. I'm on a laptop on a hotel Wi-Fi. So, again, we are giving you the A-podcast studio experience that we get when we're working with Sean. I'm on my computer, uh, A. All right. The other thing is I don't usually, usually have the light thing behind me and I have my microphone, which I didn't set up today. Uh, but the question is about when Chad's trial comes up, and Lori gets to hear his trial. And we all think that Chad is going to try to throw Lori and Alex under the bus so he can have nothing to do with it, even though his phone is pinged everywhere and the kids are found in his backyard. I won't go on the whole list of all the things. But I I, I mean, really at this point, how long has Lori been in jail? Two years? Or longer? So, and you're not, it, she's not coming out of the delusion yet. I don't know. And it's not going to be Chad. Chad probably will not speak on his trial. His lawyer will not let him speak. I'm guessing. But if it's Lord, if it's Chad's lawyer that is saying things, Lori would be under the impression that that's Chad's lawyer, not Chad. And so I got to tell you, I don't think Lori's ever going to come out of this delusion if she, whatever she's in, whatever it's called, because if she does and she, you know, it's going to be devastating. I just don't think that she's going to let herself into that. That's my old personal thought. What about you, Rex? I, I agree. And I don't know if the delusion, if delusion is the right terminology, because she obviously uses it and changes in the situation what she says and and how she projects herself. But yeah, I don't think she's ever going to come come out of that or break away from that or break out whatever the right terminology is for the same reasons you're you're saying. I'd be surprised if she ever did. Okay, so those are some questions that you guys had in the lives that we didn't get to answer. And I know there's a bunch of questions in the lives that we didn't get to and. Like we said, we didn't have a moderator. It was just us trying to do what we said we were going to do. So Rex is going to give us a couple uh, that he found as well that we'll address here in this in this response episode. Um, I'm going to share my screen so we haven't done that before. We'll see if it works, how it works. Oh, I can see it. Yes. Now, so this is uh, JoyMC2VG, and I was disappointed with this slide. Now, let me point out, we are all for someone saying they're disappointed and asking more questions, that doesn't offend us at all. So if you're disappointed and tell us, what, don't feel like we're going to get offended, get mad, etc. Um, but she said, I'm one of those who is curious, not broken. Fair enough. Some of us need healing. Others just want more information. And Joy asked a couple of questions here that we'll try. In fact, we've already talked to one was Alex cognitively disabled. Our opinion is, no, he was not cognitively disabled. From what's been said in other podcasts, he was easily manipulated. I don't believe that. I don't believe he was easily manipulated. 
I think in the case of his following Lori and Chad, it looks that way because that is so bizarre. Who would ever buy into that? And he did. I don't think that was characteristic of him, though, that he was easily manipulated. I think he fell for the crap that Lori and Chad were dishing out because he wanted to so badly. I don't think that's characteristic of him in other other times of his life, other areas of his life. Um, Adam, if you don't mind taking this one, Adam, I didn't prepare this, so I'll just ask as you go. When you found you and your son were labeled zombies, um, what was your reaction? Well, I was just I was just thinking about that last night. I, I was writing some things uh, for our new book that's coming out. One of the things was I was in the book. I'm describing the night that me and my son were spending the night at Summers, and we were scared to death, not knowing what was going on. If Alex was going to come and try to kill us, because we both felt like he killed Charles, you know, murdered Charles. Uh, so with all those feelings. Uh, then not really knowing it, then finding out, I guess it was on TV where they showed the text. I didn't even know any of this. Um, when the text went from Lori to Alex saying, you know, brother is a Z. And Alex is like, no, I don't think so. Why do you think that? And Lori's like, no, brother is a Z. And then Alex like fell into whichever she was saying, bought into it. At that point, I was like, oh, I guess that, you know, I was on the list or me and Zach were both on the list to be killed. And I don't know what this whole killing list was or zombie list or who else was on there. But yeah, that was, I mean, I, I might've dodged a bullet. And we are glad you did, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Let me, let me go back to that. Cause there, there are a couple more questions here. Can you address what you, Adam, what your knowledge is of Joe Ryan's murder slash death. But he asked you, so I'll turn it over to you in a second, but let me reiterate. We have talked about this a couple of times. We have a reaction um, about this, about Joe Ryan. And so you can see what we said on there. It's in our library. Um, I I personally would like, first of all, I've said I, I support Annie Cushing, Joe Ryan's sister, her efforts to try to get the case open or to get answers. Whatever she's doing, I support it. I would love to get answers. The case has been open, closed, I think, twice. Um, I would like to get answers there. Adam, what's your knowledge and um, reaction to it? Um, well, I've, I've told this story before, but I'll, I'll tell it again. I remember when I got a phone call from, oh, gosh, and it's, this was such a long time ago. I got two phone calls. I, I talked to Lori about it and I've talked to Alex about it. And both of them were like, uh, Joe died. And um, I was like, what? Yeah, he had a heart attack. And then Lori was like, isn't that weird? And I thought, oh my gosh, this is weird. And then when Alex called, it was like, hey, did you hear the news? I said, what's the news? Joe died. And I was like, yeah, Lori told me. And he was like, oh, Interesting, huh? And I was like, it's almost like to me now looking back at it, it felt like it could have been them bragging that they did something to Joe or killed Joe without telling anybody. It, that could have been what was going on. Um, the other thing is that, you know, 
other people are like, well, the police investigated everything twice now. They, they, there's no way anybody did anything. But, I mean, no matter if Joe died naturally or if Joe was murdered by Lori and Alex somehow, no matter what, that was the kickoff to Lori and Alex's brain going, the Lord gave us that to get rid of this zombie or bad spirit. And now we're going to go on to others and we get, we're going to get his money and then we're going to get this money. It's, it's God's way of making away. Like that's sick thinking. And that is, I, in my opinion, whichever way it was, I think that was the start of this whole thing. Um, and then when they met, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. And, and by the way, then it could be nothing. Maybe none of those things happened and it, 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 it didn't go down like that. So, I'm still, I don't think we're ever going to know really what happened. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that too. I would love to get answers and know, know what happened. Um, other questions on here we just addressed this evening or last night or the night before. Um, I'll go through briefly. You, you addressed last night what, uh, what your ex-wife said about Tali. I don't think we need to go through that again. Um, Here's a wild speculation, very valid one, valid question. Um, do you feel that if Lori had given back J.J. to the Woodcocks, if anyone would have thought to find out what happened to Tyler? The question comes on the heels of talking about Tyler. Um, I think you should have an episode on Charles as well. Not a bad idea. Char I mean, the living Charles, we've talked about his death, etc., but uh, that'd be great to honor Charles, and we'll probably wait till Kay and Larry can come on. Kay, of course, is his sister. Uh, they feel like they can't come on until until they've um, after the trial, after the trials. Okay, so that's a good idea. But let's talk about if Lori had given JJ back to the Woodcocks, would we know Tyler was missing? I believe I'll turn it over to Adam in a second. I believe we would have because Tyler did have a close relationship with a lot of people that were missing her friends at school, Janice, um, Adam's, Adam's mother. Um, there are a lot of people that would have realized they hadn't heard from Tylee and be, and be thinking about it, investigating it, especially as other murders progressed. Tylee's not showing up anywhere. Yeah. I think that would have come too. who knows, who knows when, but on the heels of that, I'll just add what I always say. Thank God, literally, for Kay and Larry getting that ball rolling, for Brandon being interested in, in the same thing. We are just so grateful for them and grateful for all the effort they put into it. Adam, any words on that? I agree. I think once Tylee, you know, goes, you know, Lori was blocking all that for months with Tylee, uh, with my mom, with Colby. Uh, I remember uh, I heard that Colby had called Lori at one point and said, I want to talk to Tylee right now. And uh, and Lori said, well, she's at a movie and and she'll call you. I'll have her call you when she, when you get back, when she gets back. Um, look, Tylee's and then she would tell other people, Tylee's in, at BYU, Idaho. She had a lie for everybody, every situation. And that can't keep up because you saw what happened. It all backfired on Lori after all the lies are all going to come. But at some point, and, and it wouldn't have gone much further uh, for the people to 
make sure that they found who Tylee was and where she was and demanded to speak to her like Colby was starting to demand. I oh, put her on the phone. I haven't heard from her. Because Lori, I guess, texted back uh, at one point. She texted finally something about, uh, you know, and Tylee's writing. And Colby's like, that's not, Tylee would never write like that. So that's, that, there was some, there were some things that were all starting to catch up. Yeah, so we think it would have come to light eventually, but who knows when and who knows how many more people would have been killed in the meantime. We right. we don't know that. We're grateful for the people that aren't killed and are still with us and for no Harry's efforts and, and everyone else. Um, there are more comments on here. We'll, I'd love to get to at, at uh, some time. Um, we talked about that a little. I want to end on kind of a a uh, humorous note. Oh, I wanted to I wanted to use this one first. Gail Gardner, a child a child supporter. Do you think Joe's death should be looked at? I'm a detective. By all means, anyone that can do anything there to get answers, I am completely supportive of that. And that's why I'm supportive of Annie Cushing's efforts to get whatever information we can about that. I, I can't make accusations because I know nothing, but I sure have a lot of questions about it and would like them answered. But uh, I'll in mind, at least, on this was last night, Kimberly B., who's, who uh, is a, a frequent contributor, I'll say, um, if that's not too arrogant to say that. Um, yeah. Adam told the story about, um, as you have heard both last night and before, about when Charles blew up the the barbecue, was barbecuing his steak, singed his eyebrows. So here's Kimberly B's response to the pyrotech, pyrotechnic steak, put him in a bad mood. But to me, the hilarious thing is Kimberly B following that up with, okay, I'll let myself out. <laughs> that I would have put, put I would have put crickets and then mic drop. <laughs> that is just great comedy right there, Kimberly B. So thank you for that. That was good stuff. Adam, anything else for this evening for this response? No, I, we got everything out. Uh, we'll try to do another uh, another uh, podcast next week. Um, and once we get shot back in gear, we'll try to figure everything out. Hopefully you guys will have a better podcast experience with uh, better equipment. And we will start planning this uh, meet and greet for the 21st in the Phoenix area. Anyone that's there and wants to come by and say hi, and we'll do a live podcast at the same time. So we'll get live questions and uh, moderated questions. Who knows? We may even have a moderator by there. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for the support. The love. Thanks for the questions, um, sharing concerns, anything you share. We appreciate it.